Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. October 9th, 2017 was a night that Bear fans hoped would be the start of a glorious new era as the future king of Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, took the field for the first time against the Minnesota Vikings. Did the crown rest easy on his head? Or did it prove to be too heavy? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the week five review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. So close. Yet so far away from a, uh, well, from a Victory Tuesday episode and from a victory victorious debut, as I named him, the future king of Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, last night on Monday Night Football. What's going on, everybody? Hilarity back for the Week 5 review episode of the Chicago Bears review, and uh, as I'm sure you all know by now, unfortunately, it is not a victory episode for our, you know, fresh out of the case uh, new rookie, Mitch Trubisky. But the good news is that um, he was what we hoped he would be, to kind of paraphrase Dennis Green from back in the day. May he rest in peace. Um, you know, we wanted him out there um, or could not deny that he needed to be out there. Is more my case than anything. Um, you know, because of what he brought to the table, which was what was lacking when Glennon was in there. And, um, you know, the athleticism, uh, the accuracy, you know, the making plays with his feet kind of thing. All the things that that seemed to be that worked against Glennon in a glorious way uh, when he was out there for the first four weeks um, worked to the benefit of Trubisky more times than not uh, last night against the Vikings. And it basically it just proved that, um, you know, the one thing that that many of us were worried about going into this thing was. You know, this is a hell of a debut contest to have this kid going out there for the first time against one of the top five defenses uh, in the league. And, um, you know, in the end, that's what proved to be true. Um, You know, it was. uh, But the thing that was most frustrating about it, you know, and it just seems to be the tail of the tape is as Bear fans for the last several years is that, you know, we do far more damage to ourselves than we'll ever do. Or in, in a lot of cases, we'll do far more damage to ourselves than we'll allow our opponent uh, to do. You know, it was, uh, you know, mind-numbingly frustrating last night to watch that game, to 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 see Jordan Howard's touchdown in the second quarter get called back for a holding penalty. That big play uh, in the first quarter, you know, Trubisky rolling out to his right, hits an open Trey McBride, you know, uh, near the sideline, makes a great catch that would have gotten us inside the red zone, could have easily walked away with three points there at least, and it gets called back for a holding penalty. Um, You know, later on in the game, defensive holding penalties, giving the Vikings more opportunities, extending drives for them, and so on and so forth. It was just, you know, one thing after another to see the Bears make some progress and then end up having to, you know, uh, either punt the ball away or, you know, or what have you. It's like my buddy and I, um, we're watching the game together and it just seemed like, uh, in the first half, the bears punted from inside Minnesota territory, you know, like the first five, six drives of the game. They, they were punting from the Minnesota 40 yard line or something like that. We were winning the field position game pretty much all in the entire, uh, first half, uh, because, you know, Sam Bradford, um, was not ready to play. He absolutely was not. And um, the Bears took full advantage, four sacks on Bradford, and we hit him a hell of a lot more 
than that uh, last night. And, uh, you know, we, we will, we'll, the safety that we'll talk about here in a bit. And, um, you know, and I'll talk about talk about more missed opportunities there uh, here in just a moment. So let's go ahead and get into these uh, in these knee jerk reactions. And I know how you guys hate it when I talk about technical difficulties. Well, this technical retard standing here in front of the microphone forgot to bring the microphone that goes with that mini recorder and decided to <laughs> decided that my mouth being as close to the receiver uh, to the recorder was the was the right way to go. So if uh, yeah, it, it just makes me laugh and I wanted to, you know, just let you guys know that it, it sounds it sounds pretty ridiculous, but hopefully you can actually hear what I'm trying to say while I do the knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Vikings after one quarter. And, um, well, you know, the, re- the the early reviews are in, and Trubisky, he looks like a pro. You know, that's all we can really say right now. The Bears have had the ball three times, just started their fourth drive. Um, no points on the board yet. Um, you know, a holding penalty from Cody Whitehair kept the Bears from their best opportunity for a score. Um, you know, I don't actually, you know, now that I think about it, I don't know if he was, if Trey McBride was inbounds on that one. It probably would have had to been reviewed, but, uh, you know, the initial call was he was inbounds. It would have been somewhere around the 10-yard the line, inside the red zone for sure, but it got called back. The Bears ended up having to punt. You know, Trubisky is what we all thought he would be as opposed to what Mike Glennon isn't. He's mobile in the pocket. He can move around. He's accurate with his throws. You know, I was kind of laughing to myself earlier the first First uh, incomplete pass from Trubisky went to Deion Sims, and it was like Deion Sims was so used to having to reach back for it that he wasn't used to the ball being in the right spot and hitting him in the hands, and that's why he dropped it. But, um, you know, it's been very little fireworks going on. The Bears defense playing very well, despite the fact that Bradford has started, and the only points on the board came just a few moments ago when uh, Leonard Floyd got a hustle sack because Sam Bradford absolutely refused to throw the football and uh, ended up sacking Bradford in the end zone for a safety. So we go into the second half, second quarter, excuse me. The Bears are up two to nothing. They have the ball in Minnesota territory. I think it's like second and one or third and four or something like that. I, I think it was second one we lost a couple yards so I think it's third down right now and um, you know Trubisky's doing well it's just that the offense is stalling out so here we are stalling out I'm, I'm looking right now at the play-by-play on the ESPN app our first first drive ended in, in us punting from the Minnesota 40 yard line the second uh, drive ended at the Minnesota 43 yard line the third ended with us punting from the 43 yard line again of Minnesota fourth drive 47-yard line, so a little closer to midfield, but on Minnesota's side of the field once again. Uh, Fifth drive, oh, actually we were in our own territory. How about that? But four for four, in the, I believe, in the first quarter, if not into the second quarter, our first four drives all ended up with us punting from inside Minnesota territory. Fifth drive was in our territory. The sixth drive was the fumble. We'll talk about that in a minute. And, yeah, the last drive of the half, punting away at the uh, deep in our own territory after the field goal. So so there you go. In the first half, it was all progress, but no, uh, no, no finish, no, you know, no finale or, or, or what have you. And, and like I said, in the second quarter, the, the, the Jordan Howard touchdown, that gets called back for a holding penalty. When I was just looking at the play-by-play, uh, there on on the app, the the throw to Trey McBride. The Bears were at the 35 of Minnesota, and it was a 26 yard gain to Trey McBride. So that that puts us at the nine yard line. So we're inside the 10 yard line, first and goal, you know, uh, there. But the holding penalty calls that back. So you know, like I said, from the nine yard line, that's at least at least three points there if we stall out. And, you know, the Jordan Howard touchdown, that's points off the board because aside from the safety, the Bears offense scored zero in the first half. And I'll talk about why that was why that's why we lost the game. I'll talk about that as soon as we get done with the knee jerk reaction. Knee jerk reaction to the Bears and the Vikings at halftime. And uh, here we're at the, the top of the seventh. It's three to two. 
as we go into the seventh inning stretch. And I don't know how the hell. I mean, honestly, it's it's been one of the more frustrating games to watch because the defense is playing outstanding. Uh, Leonard Floyd has at least two, possibly three sacks of the four that we have on Bradford. Bradford, I don't, I doubt he comes out for the second half. He didn't finish the first half. The last uh, two-minute drill or whatever the Vikings just ran unsuccessfully ended um, in case Keenum came out for it. Um, the offense scored a touchdown at the beginning of the second quarter only to have it called back um, for a holding penalty. That's happened twice tonight. Not, not touchdowns, but to have big plays keep coming back. And, uh, you know, so the offense is over. They, had, they haven't even scored. The only points on the board for the Bears belong to the defense on the Leonard Floyd safety in the, uh, in the first quarter. So, um, and uh, one uh, bad play by uh, Charles Leno, uh, letting uh, Daniel Hunter blow right by him on a sack fumble from uh, on Trubisky. The only mistake the offense really has made as far as turnovers and everything. Um, you know, not Trubisky's fault when his left tackle doesn't touch the guy. Uh, sack fumble, it you know, recovers the ball inside the 20 and it became a field goal. So here we sit at three and two. Minnesota will start with the football in the second half and the Bears just need to stop shooting themselves in the foot here because they're playing well enough to be way ahead in this game right now. Um, you know, the defense is dominating the Vikings and the offense is playing well, but for every step they take, they take two steps back with a penalty. So, um, like I said, Minnesota starts with the football. I'm going to go because the Star Wars trailer is about to start. First things first, that trailer was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, it's, you know, a little more than two months away, and I can't wait for this movie. It's, you know, I like I said, I, I love Star Wars. I always have. I'm just not a stone-cold geek like some of us out there, Malcolm Fell. Anyway, um, you know, like I was saying, there's the, so many missed opportunities in the first half and 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 then boil down to why it was that we ended up losing the game because the two big penalties of the first half for the bears the first one being the holding penalty on cody whitehair that nullified that big gain that got the bears inside the 10 on the trey mcbride catch that's at least three points that we missed out on there at least because we'd have been inside the 10 yard line it would have taken a hell of a herculean effort from the vikings or a turnover to knock the bears out of field goal range there then you have the Jordan Howard touchdown called back on another holding penalty. That's seven points right there. We would have gotten six, you know, because we have Connor Barth as a kicker, but at least six. Um, so let's say that's 10 points off the board the Bears didn't get. Well, we would have been ahead 12 to three at halftime instead of losing three to two. And then in the second half, as you hear me talk about in the third quarter knee jerk reaction, Case Keenan provides a spark for the offense and boom they're off to the races and then the Vikings pretty much take control of the game and we're left playing catch up for the remainder of the football game so it's uh you know we, we lost it in the first half because the you know and and all credit due to the Vikings not being stingy on defense and being as advertised as being tough and not allowing the points and so on and so forth but the opportunities were there and the opportunities we were taken but then we took them away from ourselves with the with you know with the holding penalties and we'll talk about the referees uh once we get done with all the knee-jerk reactions because i got something to say about them but you know nonetheless those penalties occurred or were called anyway and that's what went that's what did the bears in again knocking ourselves down and beating ourselves with the penalties you know because there was very little that minnesota did in that first half aside from the uh the sack fumble uh, on Trubisky just before halftime there was very little that Minnesota did to keep themselves uh, you know in that position as you know I mean and that's that's could be you know that's that's a fair assessment because you know the big plays that the Bears had they obviously earned them and then they took it away from themselves with with the penalties so I mean if the the self-inflicted wounds once again do the Bears in more than anything else so you know, because looking at the first half, it was all Bears and one play from the Vikings that led to their field goal that give them the three to two lead just before uh, halftime. And as a former left tackle, you know, now I've you know I played in high school. I redshirted my freshman year in college, so 
You know, it's not like I'm talking like I'm an all-conference, all-American, all-pro myself. But I played left tackle. And there's one thing that I can't stand to see as an offensive lineman is what happened on that play is watching Charles Leno with, uh, you know, wearing cement shoes just bolted into the ground as that defensive end blows right past him and kills our quarterback. You know, now, I mean, those blindside shots where the kid never sees him coming, you know, you just sit there and you pray that no one gets hurt, that there's not a concussion or, you know, like a neck injury because of how violently his head snapped back or there's no injury to his arm or his shoulder when the guy comes in there and just caves in the top half of him because he never sees him coming. And luckily, all he did was knock the ball loose and then recover the fumble. Trubisky was fine. You know, he played like a champ throughout the game uh, despite his supporting cast, which, you know, (laughs) we put a lot of it on Glennon and Glennon did not do, you know, Glennon did not disappoint as far as being terrible. But uh, it became more evident than anything last night that the supporting cast leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, this kid, oh, man, man, does he need help. So. But, um, you know, Charles Leno really upset me when I when I went, you know, especially when I went back and saw the replay and watched him basically just stand there and with his feet locked into the ground and watch him run right past him and, and blast Trubisky for that fumble. You know, basically, like I said, it was the one mistake that we made on offense um, that uh, and it truly, truly cost uh, the Bears giving up those points uh, and everything just before the half. So really upset to see that but you know like we said again um i remember i was texting with my dad and he was saying that bradford shouldn't be out there and i said back i was like you know what for his sake he absolutely should not be out there for our sake i hope he plays every snap of the game because he's been awful uh tonight and i hope that uh you know mike zimmer is pig-headed about it and and hopes that uh you know or do does what john fox would have done which have been to leave him out there and see if he can play himself out of this slump but instead they uh you know they actually benched him just before halftime that last drive like you heard me say uh case keenum came out for it he was the starter in the second half and that's when the offense came to life for minnesota knee-jerk reaction in the third quarter the bears and the vikings and it's it's enormously frustrating watching this team. Um, you know, it, it, Case Keenum has given life to the Vikings on offense. Two drives in the third quarter, two touchdowns uh, for them. One, one a, a long drive to start the second half. The second one, a four-play, 82-yard drive capped off by a 58-yard touchdown run. The only touchdown the Bears have been able to produce came on a fake punt. Pat O'Donnell threw a touchdown pass to Benny Cunningham, who damn near danced his way into the floor. He almost tackled himself, uh, you know, because Benny Cunningham can't run forward. He has to juke and jive his way across the uh, across the field. But, um, you know, it, it's extremely frustrating watching this team on offense. Um, you know, we're, we're going out there with three tight ends and a single back backfield. And, of course, Minnesota's going to read run on that, and they shoot the gaps, and then they've got a 10-man box. And, oh, look at that, Jordan Howard barely got a yard if he got back to the line of scrimmage at all uh, kind of thing. Dole Loggins is just, he's calling a terrible football game. The Bears look unimaginative. They look predictable. The Vikings have got their number right now. I mean, Trubisky, um, you know, hasn't looked like a rookie for the most part uh, tonight. You know, he looks like a pro. He looks like the guy that we wanted to see out there. But, you know, when we thought that it was Glennon that was holding the offense back, after watching this game, you got to think it's the guy calling the plays. You know, we need to get imaginative if we want to come back into this game. Right now it's 17-9. to The Bears, it's, it's a one-score game, so a touchdown and a, and a two-point conversion, and, you know, we're, we're, we're right back in this thing. But, you know, with the way this offense is playing, I you know, don't have a lot of faith that we're actually going to be able to pull this off. <laughs> And you hate to have to say things like that. He's like, I don't think my team can do this. But it's just that, you know, you sat there and you watched in the first half. um, The opportunities were there, but we denied them to ourselves. You know, it wasn't anything that Minnesota did. It was what the Bears did to themselves. And then in the third quarter, it was more of the same. And it's just, you know, we're going out there with the three, like I said, the three tight ends, the single back uh, formation and then you know the other thing that was driving me nuts is Loggins kept calling these like sweet plays to the short side of the field 
You know, I, I don't know why they do that. I honestly don't. What, what, what we think that having all of those bodies and all that congestion is going to lead to a big play. I just, I don't understand it, you know, and we're not seeing a, a lot of Tariq Cohen lately. I thought I, I saw somebody on, on Twitter post the percentage of offensive plays has been going down the last few weeks with, uh, with Cohen. It was, you know, almost like 40 or 50% for week one. And then obviously with Jordan Howard going down against Tampa Bay, it went up. It was like 65% in week two, but it's like week three, week four, week five. It's in like thirties and upper twenties. Now he, he feel, I feel like he's barely getting himself on the, on the field now for, for one reason uh, or, or another. So, I mean, the other thing is we're also not really generating much offense uh, period, I guess, you know, like we, we had those long sustained drives against Atlanta, the long sustained drives against the Steelers, but you know, against Tampa, against um, uh, Green Bay, and then last night against the Vikings, you know, we weren't putting against putting up the the lengthy drives where we could establish a rhythm or mix it up or anything uh, like that. It was you know maybe we got to play here a first down there that kind of thing, but usually we're ended up punting like the the the, the fake punt was a 38-yard play. We were punting from the Minnesota 38-yard line. You know, Pat O'Donnell could have punted one through the uprights if he wanted to uh, there, but instead he, you know, he caught the, the, they caught the Vikings sleeping and hit Benny Cunningham, who I said, like, almost tackled himself because of all the juking and jiving uh, for defenders that weren't there. You know, he, he gets himself into the end zone, thank God. But, uh, you know, there it was, the Bears... Uh, Longest touchdown, longest, actually, I think it's the longest pass of the year, not just the longest touchdown pass of the year. It goes to the punter. That's where our offense is at right now. You know, that's hilarious and sad all at the same time. Uh, so there we are. It's 17-9, to nine, two touchdown drives from the Vikings. Like I said, a, a methodical, you know, multi-play uh, 75-yard drive to start the first half uh, that ends in a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. And then... The second drive, a 58-yard touchdown run, and and I, I saw on Twitter one of the beat writers for the Bears saying the Bears were the only team in the league that hadn't allowed a run of 15 yards or more all season, and they give up a 58-yard touchdown pass or run by uh, to Jared McKinnon, who uh, you know at the beginning of the season was the number three running back on the Vikings uh, going into this. And, you know, with Dalvin Cook going down, he bumps up to number two, but that's still the backup running back that did that to us uh, last night. So, you know, I've I've had it with Dole Loggins. I mean, I've had a problem with the guy. I thought he would be good for us, um, you know, because he was a disciple of uh, Adam Gase. I thought it would be, you know, but our offense was a lot better when Gase was around. I mean, there's no, there's no denying that. And it's the one thing that I don't, I, the one thing I can't understand. You know, we had the same receivers for the most part. You know, Bellamy did not play. I mean, he was on special teams. You saw him out there. He's number 15. You saw Bellamy out there, but he wasn't on offense. You know, it was Trey McBride, Kendall Wright, and Deontay Thompson. Those were our receivers last night. So we basically we have the same kind of receivers that we had last year. And, you know, like we were a lot more exciting when Matt Barkley was out there. You know, we were opening things up, throwing the football down the field, which made things easier uh, for Howard because he's not constantly fighting an eight to nine man box all of the time. And I saw a clip on on Twitter, Charlie Casserly talking about how he liked what he saw from Trubisky, but the, the play calling was terrible. You know, he talked about the three tight end set with the run one running back He's like there's no play action. You know, the Bears have one of the better running backs in football right now, and they're not taking advantage of it by running any kind of, you know, play action. I mean, even if you want to do, you know, incorporate it into a bootleg or something like that. But, you know, the Bears are boring on offense. They don't try to take any shot. I mean, even John Gruden, you actually use the word boring. The Bears don't take shots down the field. Everything is dink and dunk. Everything is right there in front of you. Five yards, 10 yards at the most, but we're not trying to move the football down the field. The Bears' most successful play all night was called back from a penalty, the 26-yard pass from Trubisky to Trey McBride. So, I mean, it's just, you know, very pedestrian, very basic, very boring uh, football, you know. As exciting as it was to see Trubisky go out there, for him to look competent, for him to look you know, like the number two overall pick, look like a guy that we could build the future around. Absolutely. 
you know, it was disheartening to watch over and over again. The Bears watched run the same plays, doing the same stuff. And, you know, it, it just so frustrating. And, and how many times, how many times is Loggins going to call a screen pass on third and long? Okay, how many times I could close my eye, I could gouge my freaking eyes out and know that if it's third and nine plus, we're either going to try to run the ball or we're going to run a screenplay. You know, he's you know, he's not going to do play action to try to get the yards, play to win, try to get the first down. He's going to try to get what he can and hope that it breaks for more instead of having a strategy of. Let's go out and try to make this play. Let's go out there and try to get this first down, you know, trying to be aggressive. It's like this conservative and, you know, this uh, conservatism on, on offense. It's killing the Bears, you know, it really is, you know, I, and I hope that it's something that we snap out of, something that we can improve on uh, going forward because the next three games, well, at least the next two at, at the very least, Baltimore and the Panthers, two more extremely tough defenses before we get somewhat of a break against the saints just before the bye, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're going to have to fight for every inch we get against these defenses. And we're going to have to do a hell of a lot better on offense than we did last night against the Vikings. That's just all there is to it. So, you know, that was the third quarter. The only excitement was a fake punt. So the only, you know, the offense still hasn't put any points on the board. It's been defense and special teams that have scored points now we get to the fourth quarter. We got some more fireworks. We come up short, but at least the offense finally contributed some points of its own. Knee jerk reaction to the Bears and the Vikings, and uh, we made it interesting. We tied it up at 17, but in the end, the rookie made a rookie mistake deep in his own territory, throws an interception that led to a Viking field goal with 16 seconds to go to, to put them up 20 to 17, and that. Ended up being the final score. Um, you know, we just um, we have uh, we just suck on offense. Period. If if Jordan Howard and, and Tariq Cohen aren't running the football for us, then the passing game is virtually non-existent. Kendall Wright had some catches in the first half. It was a ghost in the second, and it just seemed like every time the Bears made a step forward, something would happen. Whether you know, it was always some kind of penalty that would extend a drive for the Vikings, or you know, bring a big play back for the Bears, you know, like I said, we had that touchdown in the second quarter from Jordan Howard, came back on a holding penalty, a big play that would have gotten us in the red zone where, uh, you know, a holding penalty from Cody White here brought it back. It was just one mistake after another, and in the end, it was the biggest mistake from Trubisky himself throwing that interception uh, to Harrison Smith that ended up costing us the game. So, you know, it's... I don't know. We'll talk about it on the show, but there's plenty to say about this game, and, and most of it isn't good. And from the second half on, that's that's pretty much the truth. You know, in the first half, it was all about missed opportunities. The Bears were super dominant on defense, taking advantage of a guy that wasn't supposed to be out there in Sam Bradford. You know, he was getting killed back there. We sacked him four times, um, you know, and it was penalties and shooting ourselves in the foot. The only reason that we didn't walk away with offensive generated points uh, in the first half. I mean, points that would have made the difference uh, in this game. But instead, in the second half, when Case Keenum comes out and it wakes up the Viking offense, you know, they rattle off those two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, the Bears are, are fighting from behind. A 3-2 to two lead that Minnesota got off the sack fumble was a lead that they didn't give up for the rest of the night. Um, you know, the touchdown was uh, a little bit of luck um, for, our, for Trubisky. His first NFL touchdown pass, you know, he, he bro- kind of breaks the pocket. He's rolling to his right. You see him gesture. He was talking to Zach Miller. He heaves it out there, and it goes off of uh, Zendejo, the safety for uh, Minnesota, goes off his hands, tipped into the air, into the waiting hands of Zach Miller for the touchdown, and then the Bears pull off the sweetest two-point play I've ever seen it was a handoff to Howard who um, who was running to his left who handed it off to uh, Zach Miller who was running back to the right side Zach Miller runs headlong into Anthony Barr who was the outside linebacker standing there at the end of the line of scrimmage but Zach Miller pitches it to Trubisky 
who runs it in untouched to tie the game up at 17, uh, I think with about six minutes or so to go in the fourth quarter. And just like that, you know, we're back in this thing. It's a tie ball game uh, and what have you. And then it was more of the Bears shooting themselves, you know, in the foot. First of all, we couldn't stop the run anymore. I think the Vikings had just worn the Bears down because McKinnon was now getting five and six yards a carry you know, on that last drive, it, it was almost like he's covered in lube because he was just squirting through uh, the crowd. You know, he would lower his head and run into, you know, run into a hole uh, on the offensive line and he would just shoot out the other side. And there he's gotten four or five yards and, and what and whatnot. And then the the drive for the Vikings seemed to stall out around maybe the 30 yard line or so. And it was like third and eight or and, and something like that. Uh, the Bears hold. But they literally held, or they were called for one anyway. Leonard Floyd, a defensive holding. The drive extends. Minnesota gets it down to inside the red zone for it's a chip shot, and there's your, your, your ball game right there, 20-17. to 17. The Bears get the ball back with 16 seconds to go, and, you know, they do nothing with the ball uh, there in the, in the final seconds, and the game is over. So... <sighs> That was, uh, you know, it was, a, it, like I said, just an enormously frustrating game to watch. And here's the, the summary. We beat ourselves last night, no question, especially in the first half. Uh, you know, like I said, we lost the game in the first half when we didn't do, uh, we didn't do more. We should have had a big lead going into halftime with the way that Bradford was basically letting the Bears just murder him. Um, you know, Trubisky made some bad decisions, but not the kind that would have killed us uh, with Glennon. Uh, the touchdown pass that he threw to Zach Miller, not the best decision. Uh, a couple of times he did that throwing across the field, across his body thing. He got away with it each time. It was either incomplete or a touchdown pass to Zach Miller. But, um, you know, it wasn't as glaringly dumb as it looked to be when Glennon would make mistakes like that. Uh, the Bears proved that they have to be absolutely perfect in order to win. And they also proved that they are virtually incapable of that. Because it's one thing or another. If they're either they're either turning the football over, or they're shooting themselves in the foot with one penalty after another. You know, every positive play that the Bears made was taken away for one reason or another uh, last night. Um, speaking of the referees, the referees were what I like to call consistently awful last night, and they were consistent in the way that they equally punished both teams. I think they both ended up with the same amount of penalties. However, they were awful in the fact that they called everything last night. I mean, the words ticky-tack came out of uh, John Gruden's mouth several times last night. And both of those holding penalties that the Bears got called for fell under that category for Gruden. The, the Marcus Wheaton, it was Marcus Wheaton that got called for holding on the Jordan Howard touchdown. And Gruden didn't like that call. Uh, the holding penalty on Leonard Floyd at the end of the game, Gruden didn't like that one. Uh, the holding penalty on, on Cody Whitehair, he said he could see where the penalty might be coming from because the guy got across uh, Whitehair's face and um, he didn't let him go, basically, is, is what, what, you know, what Cody Whitehair got called for. But it was close. You know, you look at it in slow motion, you know, it definitely looks like a hold. In real time, you're sitting there and you're watching it, it just looks like Whitehair's just trying to stay in front of him. Uh, and, and, you know, before Trubisky gets the throw off and, um, but they were calling absolutely everything. Rudin said a couple of times, you got to let these guys play. You got to let these guys play. I mean, they were calling everything, anything that even remotely looked like a violation, they called it, you know, and the bears benefited from that, for, uh, you know, a time or two, but more times than not, the bears were getting called for something and it hurt them deeply in, in a lot of, uh, instances. So, uh, you know, the Bears penalties definitely seem to hurt them a lot more than they hurt uh, Minnesota. You know, it didn't really seem like whenever a Minnesota penalty came about that it would nix a 30-yard gain like it did to the Bears. Or, you know, they didn't have a touchdown called back for a penalty and, and things like that. So, um, you know, speaking of garbage, Dole Loggins is garbage. Uh, we need to get rid of him immediately. Uh, you know, the Bears, you know, as I've said several times, boring, unimaginative, predictable. Those are the words that we can associate with the offense right now. It's like, what the hell happened? You know, what the hell happened to this guy that, you know, uh, 
I didn't I don't think I really faulted him much as a play caller last year when he's out there calling passing plays and, and challenging Barkley and the depleted wide receiving core that we had last year. You know, we're we're slinging it all over the field against the, the, the Titans or, you know, throwing the ball all over the place in that snowball game against the 49ers last year. You know, the way that we played offense against the Packers and the comeback uh, late in the season uh, last year. You know, Barkley came out and he was throwing the ball all over the place last year with the same wide receiving core, basically. You know, you replace Kendall Wright or Eddie Royal with Kendall Wright, and we got the same guys out there. But instead, now, now we we're we're not trying to you know, we're not trying to throw the football like we did before, or that these guys regress and they they can't get open like they did last year. I mean, I understand what what's going on with the offense. It really is, um, uh, you know, mind boggling. And then on the defense, which was suffocating in the first half, in the second half. You know, the same words could be used for the defense. Boring, unimaginative, no blitzes, no risks on, on the defensive side. I don't know if Fangio just doesn't trust the secondary or or if he just thinks that we're good enough to rush three and get to the quarterback, which we were in the first half. But when you get a guy out there that's not injured and that can move around in the pocket and, and, and things like that, then you might want to send a few extra guys in there to get, get after him, and the Bears didn't do that. So... You know, it was just, you know, I've used the word a lot today. Frustrating to watch the game, to sit there and, and, and you know, we, we finally got Trubisky out there. Um, you know, we were hoping that he would be the spark that the offense needed, but we still have Dole Loggins calling the plays. And, you know, in, in a sense, I ended up being right in the, in the fact that this team is not ready for Mitch Trubisky yet. This team doesn't deserve Mitch Trubisky. You know, this supporting cast and the, 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 the wide receiving core that Ryan Pace put out there this year. Um, you know, granted, our quote-unquote top two receivers are out injured, but, you know, I don't know. We, we got to do something. We got to do something. I mean, there's uh, I've seen a few people tweeting at me or asking me today, um, you know, would I like to see the Bears try to go after a, a Josh Gordon, who has been reinstated by the league and just hasn't been signed by anybody. Well, yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. Give that guy a chance. Bring him in for a nothing one-year deal for the rest of the season and see what happens. You know, him and, and uh, Trubisky, maybe that could be electric uh, for us, you know, and maybe that could open things up to Marcus Wheaton could make some kind of appearance. You know, he finally made his first catch as a bear last night and uh, they ended up being a replay. He didn't get the second foot down, had that one catch taken away from him. So, you know, I think he actually did catch one pass later in the game, but he was targeted like four times, only caught the ball once uh, last night. Deion Sims was terrible. Caught one pass last night, was targeted four times. We only threw to Tariq Cohen one time last night. Ended up being a six-yard loss on one of those stupid screenplays. So, you know, and we got the Ravens this week who are good on defense. Pretty pretty damn good on defense, especially in the secondary. So we got that to look forward to uh, on Sunday. And it's on the road at Baltimore where the Ravens don't lose much. So that's fantastic. We're going to extend that losing streak on the road. Uh, so, yay. All right. So anyway, it was, uh, it was a tough game. You know, I was excited about it, was looking forward to it. And in that first half, uh, God, the, damn the first half, man. I just... We, we should have done so much better than we did, and we actually did, but the damn penalties ended up killing us. That's what cost us the first half. And in the second half, it was Case Keenum taking over the game, and Minnesota kind of held control in the second half, and the Bears doing their best to, to fight their way back into the game. But the points that they should have had uh, from the first first half, uh, you know, obviously they weren't there, and that's what ended up costing us the game. So there you have it. We fall to 1-4. For how many years in a row now? At least three under Fox, for sure. Every year under Fox, we're one and four. But, um, you know, here we go. We're in, we got the Ravens and Panthers. Before we close out the first half, uh, heading into the bye uh, against the Saints. So we got three games left, and uh, we'll see what we can do with those games. So that will do it for the review of week five against the with the Bears and the Vikings. What do you say we close this thing out? Everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up. Bear down.
bear up and bear down for the week five review. And they kind of go both ways this week because there are some guys that made both the bear up and bear down list this week because they did some things that were worthy of the, the not. And they also did some things that were worthy of the shame. Um, bear up to Akeem Hicks, just an all around beast. I mean, talk about someone that was born to be a bear. I think someone that really enjoys, you know, being a bear and, and wearing the uniform and, and the history and the prestige that comes along, uh, with it. And he deserves better, uh, than he's getting out there. You know, it's just, uh, two sacks last night, uh, dominant first half playing hurt too. You could see him from time to time limping off the field, that foot injury that you see him listed on their injury report for was bugging him uh, last night. But um, nonetheless, he was he was all over the place last night. It was a pleasure to watch, that's for sure. Um, bear down to Dole Loggins. How many times have you made this list in five games already this year? Horrific play calling. Limited or not, you have to be better. You know, you had the same quote-unquote handcuffs last year, and you did a lot better job last year and with worst quarterback play then i mean you you've gone on and on all week about how this kid is as ready a rookie as you've ever seen you know this guy he's 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 the real deal and then you go out there you call the same crap that you did for mike glennon i don't understand you know you have to be better than this you have to be more imaginative it's called play action you have one of the best running backs in football right now you have one of the best running back tandems in football uh, right now, one of the most electric at the very least, and you're doing nothing with them. Nothing. You know, it's like, I know that there's a lot to be desired as far as the wide receiving core is concerned, dude, but you got to do a lot better than this. You know, they are professionals after all, or get in your GM's ear and tell them to get you some help, man. Do something. Okay. You have to be better. The job is yours for the time being. God help me if you still have it in 2018, but, um, you know, you got to do something for sure. You know, this, this offense could be doing better and should be doing better. And I feel like you're the reason that we're not. So, uh, bear up Mitch Trubisky. He is the guy, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. You know, he, um, you know, it didn't seem like he, the, the moment got bigger, you know, to him last night. He he didn't seem to, to fold or buckle or anything under the pressure. Um, he, he, you know, didn't have a stellar night statistically or anything, not necessarily his fault, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, he made plays last night. He made good looking throws and, and for the most part made really good decisions, uh, last night, a hell of a lot better than the guy that he's replacing, uh, bear down to Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, the touchdown pass nearly got picked off and, I see what you were trying to do with Miller on that final play, but um, I don't even know if it was a bad throw or just a bad decision, period. You know, I, I, you know, uh, just uh, while we're at it, bear down to the wide receivers because on that play, good God, if you go back and look at that play, they have that, that wide angle shot from the back, you know, where you can pretty much see the majority of the field uh, ahead and all the wide receivers are either standing around or blanketed by Viking defenders as Trubisky is rolling out of the pocket to try to make something happen. And Zach Miller's the only one that's trying to move around and get uh, get open, and that's why Trubisky elected to throw him a ball. Now, I don't know how well it would have turned out because it looked like they had a safety over the top. If Trubisky tries to put a little air under it, maybe the same thing happens, but he threw it a little too straight in order to try to get it past um, you know, uh, Harrison. And I think that's why it got picked off. He didn't, he, I think he tried to zip it past Harrison and Harrison is an all pro. He's going to snag that up every time. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, that whole throwing across the body, across the field thing. I'm hoping that's something that you watched film today. And then that we're learning that you, you know, this is the NFL, bro. You can't do that. You can do that in the ACC in North Carolina. You can't do that in the NFL because all pro safeties like, uh, Harrison will snag that out of the time. Harrison Smith will knock it out of the air or bring it down uh, every single time. So uh, definitely more bear up than bear down, but bear down worthy on some of those throws or some of those decisions he made last night. Speaking of which, bear up. Leonard Floyd 
flashes of what made him a top pick. That sack uh, for the safety was all hustle, you know, because uh, if if Bradford had any kind of sense of pocket awareness on that play, you know, he basically ran into the arms of Leonard Floyd because instead of A, stepping up and moving to the right, you know, where Leonard Floyd was and where the, the offensive tackle, Mike Remmers, you know, led him away. He did his job on that play and instead... <laughs> You know, he basically ran right into the path of Leonard Floyd, got himself sacked for the safety and put the points on the board. But it was all hustle. You know, Leonard Floyd did not stop. And therefore, he was able to make the play that that he was in position for, Uh, you know, and the other sack that he made where he just basically seemed to shoot right out of the crowd there and uh, bring Bradford down was awesome. And then uh, bear down to Leonard Floyd. Um not the first time you've been called for a holding penalty. And, um, you know, even though it might have been ticky-tack, uh, you've been called for that a couple of times. You know, you're an outside linebacker, so they are going to ask you to go into coverage every once in a while. You got to stop bramming on to them, dude. You just got to stop that. That last, that holding penalty there in the fourth quarter extended that drive. Because all John Gruden could talk about with this this Horvath guy that that kicks for Minnesota was how um, you know how unreliable he can be at, from certain distances, and then you know here we are the Bears stall him out at that distance where would, we got a pretty good chance that he might shank it, and instead the holding penalty gets him so that it's a chip shot, uh, and that he'd have to be goofed to miss it. So yeah, not a good job there, but. Uh, you know, you made things easier for him. Bear up to Jeff Rogers, our special teams coordinator, calling the fake punt. Absolutely genius. Perfect time to do it. Caught the Vikings with their pants down. Gave the Bears, uh, you know, a, a, an injection of points that we dearly, sorely needed there in the second in the second half, in the third quarter there. And then uh, finally, uh, bear down to Charles Leno. Blew right by you. You know, it's like, you know, I just can't stand as an offensive lineman. I cannot stand to see a guy not moving his feet, you know, cannot stand to see it. You know, just seeing there, your feet bolted right in the ground while you're, while you turn your body to try to, you know, it's like move your feet. You know, you're, you're there, especially now you've been, we've extended him, paid him four years, $38 million. So we're paying you nearly $10 million a season to stand there and watch Daniel Hunter blow right past you. No, 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 no. You want to be around to make that money? You you need to move your goddamn feet because that was unacceptable what happened. Could have turned out a lot worse than it did. You know, you could have gotten Trubisky hurt and then we'd be stuck with Glennon for the rest of the season. It would have been your fault. So got to be better than that because I'm tired of talking about how you're not playing the position. I don't know what the hell it is that the Bears see. I really don't. I'm not happy with the fact that Leno's going to be our tackle for the next five years. Not happy about it at all. Um, never been a fan of the guy. He's never, you know, never really impressed me at all. You know, maybe I'm just not able to watch enough film, but, uh, you know, you never hear about what a great job by Charles Leno. What an outstanding, you know, here Leno dominated that guy. You never hear that ever. You don't hear it. So four years, 38 million. That's a good call. Ryan Pace. Anyway, hate to end it on such a negative note, but that's what we're going with this week. It was a negative game disappointing and sad and you know it was uh you know started out pretty good and uh ended the way that games under john fox usually do with disappointment and misery so we move on to the ravens coming up this sunday so a short week if you will and uh speaking of the ravens um matthew stevens who we had on the show during the summer with our uh opponent previews will be back with us i'm talking to him on thursday night and that's when the show will be coming out late thursday night and we uh preview this game week six between the bears and the ravens so come on back late thursday uh or first thing on friday to preview this game between the bears and the ravens and until then my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. 
Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.